0: Today's reading comes from Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he said. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness: Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John, wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire." Our devotion today. You know, you read Matthew chapter 3 and you find out John, well, he was a strange guy. I mean, he ate locusts and wild honey. He dressed in camel's hair. He lived out in the wilderness. He stuck out like a sore thumb, uncomfortable and strange. John was a constant reminder to sinners that, well, something's got to change. But John seems strange for other reasons also. His preaching is strange. He says, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, repentance is something that at first blush seems easy enough, sure. We've been given apologies since we were three years old, right? Our parents forced us to say, I'm sorry, whenever we hit our brother or sister or kicked the dog. (laughs) I had two younger brothers, so you can imagine how often I had to say that. But I guess it was easy enough. I mean, you just say the words and move on, right? In the English language, that's pretty much what repentance means. But that's not what John is talking about. Biblical repentance is something altogether different. Biblical repentance isn't just an apology or even the remorse that we may actually feel when we do something stupid or make a mistake. Now, repentance isn't about promising to be better or try harder. It isn't saying whatever we need to say or doing whatever we need to do to avoid punishment. It's not about showing God how genuine you are in your sorrow. You see, the Pharisees excelled at this, but John called them a brood of vipers. We forget just how much we are like the Pharisees sometimes. We instinctively assume that our behavior is what makes us worthy or unworthy. Some of us puff ourselves up in this regard. Others of us despair because we have a low view of ourselves. We're well aware of our mistakes and failures. But either way, the focus is on us. See, it's on something we've got to do or be better at, right? We we so often make repentance all about us. However, in the Greek language, the word for repentance, well, it's the Greek word metanoia, which denotes more so a change of direction or a change of mind or a reorientation, a fundamental transformation of one's outlook. It's about seeing yourself as the problem and seeing God, not your efforts to make things better, but God as the only hope for a solution. So how do we do this? Well, I've been a pastor for 13 years, and I still find that this is one of the hardest things for Christians to understand. We're so stuck on the idiotic idea that the kingdom of God is full of well-behaved, goody-goodies who always do everything the Bible says. And so we figure that if we want to be in this kingdom too, then we've got to try harder to be goody-goodies. And well, when we fail, we say our sorries and and we move on, right? We think that we can make things better somehow. But John, In all his camel-haired strangeness and with brutal honesty, couldn't care less about how good we've been or how hard we've tried. He spits on our apologies. (laughs) He doesn't care what kind of qualifications we have. It wouldn't matter one iota, even if Abraham was our father. John declares that nothing about us and that nothing we do can make us worthy or make up our failure before God. We are chaff, fit only to be burned in the fire. And so what do we do? Well, maybe a little fear would help. I've heard people say that God does not frighten us into heaven, but but John had no problem with a little fear. Jesus, too. He he said more about the judgment of hell than anyone else in the Bible. Judgment should frighten us like a child might be frightened when a strange dog comes running with bare teeth and a, a menacing bark. What does that child do? (laughs) And the answer to this question is most important, right? What does that child do when the dog comes running with bared teeth and growling? Well, the child flees for refuge. The child changes his direction. He runs into the arms of his parents. He, He sees his own inadequacy to stand up to that dog, right? And runs to the one that he knows can keep him safe. Well, see, that's metanoia. That's what repentance is like. Whenever we're confronted with our sin and its consequences, in repentance, we flee. We flee for refuge into the arms of the one that John points us to. We flee into the arms of Jesus. The kingdom of God is indeed for all who repent, for all who flee to Jesus for refuge. Amen.